0: I am Naima Khatun, a sociology graduate student at Texas Tech University. The topic of my presentation is a study on good mothering, expectations of mothers by gender, level of education, number of children raised, and relationship status. This work is done under the supervision of my advisor, Dr. Martha Smithy. I would like to thank the organizer of this event for giving me the opportunity to present my work. What is good mother? According to Sharon Hayes, a good mother is the first and foremost caregiver who invests a great amount of time, money, energy, and emotional labor in raising children. In the past few decades, the mothering ideology has become contradictory and anonic and continues as a prime contributor to the cultural and economic inequality of women. In this research, We used data from over 400 college students of two different universities located in the southwestern region of the United States. In my work, I have used the theory of cultural hegemony by Antonio Gramsci. According to Gramsci, cultural norms, including beliefs and expectations, perceptions and values, etc., are imposed by the dominant class and are accepted by all. Expectations of mothers are also determined by this ruling class. Here, I will identify the relationship between these imposed expectations of mothers and gender, level of education, number of children raised, and relationship status. For this study, we have considered these four hypotheses. Their gender affects the expectations of mothers. The more educated the respondents are, the less the expectations of mothers. With the increase of the number of children raised, the expectations of mothers increase. As relationship status goes up, expectations of mothers goes down. Later part of my presentation, I show how I tested this hypothesis using realist regression. The dependent variable of a study is the expectations of mothers, which is a scale variable. It is a good scale because its scale reliability coefficient is 0.84, which is bigger than 0.6. There are four items in this scale, each having five options, varying from strongly active to strongly disagree. These options are coded by numbers from five for strongly agree, two, one for strongly disagree. Independent variables. For each hypothesis, we have taken one independent variable. They are gender, years attended in school, from the first grade to the highest degree, and number of children raised, including biological children and relationship status. The independent variable gender is a nominal variable. We coded zero for male and one for female. The years attended in school and children raised are ratio variables. The level of measurement of the variable relationship status is ordinal which have eight point options. We coded one for single, 2 for dating, 3 for engaged, 4 for living with an intimate partner, 5 for married, 6 for separated, 7 for divorced, and 8 for widowed. Inevaluate statistics. This table shows the summary statistics of the five variables of our research the first column is the name of the variables second column is the number of observations for each variables the middle column is mean which is the average value the next column is median which is the middle value of the distribution the rightmost column is the standard deviation which measures how, on average, the values are de- de- deviated from its mean. It measures how the data are spreaded. The mean for the expectations of mothers is close to years' median, and it has relatively small standard deviation. So expectations of mothers is normally distributed and data are less spreaded. Similar happens for years attended in school and relationship status. The frequency distribution of gender has mean 0.58 and median one. Therefore, the most respondents are females. It is left skewed because its mean is less than median. The average value of the variable children raised is 0.3, which is bigger than its median is 0.0. So it is high, right skewed. It also has high standard deviation of 0.77. The sample of our study is college students. The mean and median of years attended in school and children raised also verified that information. This table shows the bivariate regression of each independent variable with respect to the expectations of mother's superlabel. From the column 4, we see that probability bigger than 10 can do for both gender and children based, which are less than 0.05. So bivariate regression model for these two variables are statistically significant. Similarly, column 5 shows that the regression coefficient for gender and children raised are statistically significant since their p value is less than 0.05. From the adjusted uh, r curve value, we see that all of the regression models except for gender cannot be more than 0.01% of the parents. Uh, bivariate regression for gender explains around 2.3% of the variance. Wireless multivariate regression of expectations of mothers. The probability bigger than f equal to 0.00, which is less than 0.05. That means the wireless multivariate regression is statistically significant but adjusted R square equal to 0.0266 means this model can explain only 2.7% of the variance. The p-value for gender is less than 0.05 therefore we reject the null hypothesis for gender and the equation coefficient for gender is positive. So gender has positive direction with the expectations of mothers and similar happens for children raised. But the p-value for years attended in school and relationship status are bigger than 0.05. So we do not have sufficient evidence to reject the null hypothesis for years in school and relationship status. Here are few major findings. Gender and children raised are statistically significant variables since their p-values are less than 0.05. Both the gender and children raised have positive direction with expectations of mothers because their regression coefficients are positive. The regression coefficient for gender equal to 0.6 means each one point increase in gender, there is 0.6 score increase in the expectations of mothers for controlling others. Uh, similarly, the regression coefficient for children raised equal to 0.18 tells us that for each number increase in children raised, there is 0.18 score increase in the expectations of mothers controlling all kids. OLS regression diagnostics summary. Our model on OLS regression does not have multicollinearity problems since the variance inflation factors for all independent variables are less than 10, and the mean TAE is not greater than 1. We do not have any omitted variable in the model, so this model is correctly specified. The errors are uncorrelated. The model did not violate the constant variance assumption. That is the model is homoscedastic, but slightly violate the normality assumption. It is slightly left skewed, but the sample size is big. Overall, the OLS regression should be used to test this model. Conclusion. First, I would like to give a warning. Our wellness motivated equation model slightly violated the normal decay adoption. Now, the hypothesis gender affects the expectations of mothers, and as relationship status goes up, expectations of mothers goes down were supported by the findings. And the two other hypotheses. The more educated the respondents are, the less the expectations of mothers. And with the increase of the number of children raised, the expectations of mothers increase when not supported by the families. The gender and children raised are two predictors of the expectations of mothers. Female has more expectations of mothers than male. Expectations of mothers increases as the number of child raised increase. Years attended in school and relationship status have no or negligible effect on the expectations of mothers. New variables can be added in this study to improve the layers. Thank you.